The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Shayla Johnson is the recipient of nine awards from the Society for Technical Communication and a published author who's produced and directed more than 40 lifestyle broadcast segments focused on eco and small space living. And she's with us here today to talk about Perpetual Gloom, which is the first book in the series The Baloney Trail. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing smashing. A little bit hoarse today, but... Other than that, I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, we'll get through it. (laughs) Yes. So the Baloney Trail and in particular the first book, Perpetual Gloom, how would you describe the overall plot of it? Well, it actually um, is based on a true story uh, Mm. that covers around three generations. So the series will be, the trilogy will be all three generations. But um, we start out in the... Uh, 1930s, about 1936, uh, to be exact. And we start looking at a family as they kind of go through the Great Depression and try to, you know, kind of fix their financial situations, but it goes from bad to worse. Um, and then ultimately, by the end of the trilogy, they we see them kind of at that beginning of the Sinaloa cartel. So they yeah. kind of migrate across the U.S but then eventually go down into Mexico. Yeah, it's interesting because that's an era that's not often covered in books, is it? No, it isn't. And I looked at this and when you see like Breaking Bad and I oftentimes kind of uh, group this together like Grapes of Wrath meets Breaking Mm. Bad, you know, because we have these two decades kind of things of going together. But what we don't see is like the beginning of the Sinaloa cartel so what we you know we think of it as where it sits today you know Mm. but what were those early times like so I've been able to interview the last bit of this family that was actually Mm. involved in this beginning as Americans in conjunction with uh, Mexico and it it was a really interesting time for Mexico too because as this family eventually becomes 
uh, embed with uh, smuggling heroin out and guns into Mexico. Mexico was going through this dramatic change, as was a lot of South America um, with their political situation and trying to uh, outlaw guns and things. And so they needed more of this. So there was an opportunity. And of course, we all know America is just like full of guns. So, so, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, and, and this family having tried, you know, they, they were, we see in the first book, uh, for sure in the perpetual gloom where, you know, they're really Christian fundamentalists and you wonder, you know, how do these dovetail into these, you know, horrible crimes, uh, that, that we see that, you know, go on between, you know, not only drugs and guns, but also murder and, you know, lots of other mayhem happening. So, yeah. And you mentioned that you interviewed the last family of this era. Do you think it's quite important to interview people to get that primary source for research? Well, I think it was important, especially when you're looking at, you know, kind of capturing a story that's based on true events. Um, And one case in point on this first book, um, kind of an interesting thing. I uh, interviewed this person, and I had actually tried to track him down uh, for you know probably four years, and finally found him and interviewed him. And I had already kind of put this book together, but then I said, you know, I finally found this person. I'm going to go interview him, yeah. and he came up with a story and photos and all of these things that. Actually, I went home and kind of broke the story, my the book apart to kind of incorporate some of these new lights, you know, or <laughs> stories that he had. And I think it makes for a much richer thing. So things that I could not have in my wildest imagination kind of come up and kind of made up. I mean, yeah. these were just like, wow, you know. So it took about a year longer after getting about three interviews with him yeah. uh, to come back and, and break it apart and put it back together again. So it, it took a little longer, but it was, yeah. I think, worth it. Yeah. And of course, it's based on true events. Did you have to change a few things to make it more dramatic, maybe? Or maybe you just didn't know the full fact? Well, here's what I did change in there, obviously, the names. Um, But what I did change was some of the order of things. So let's say some things may have happened one year, but I will put it in a different year because it made a better narrative where there wasn't such a choppy story because there were things that were you know, that I didn't have in the middle to bring it all together. So the time, the timelines may have changed a little bit because Mm. of maybe a year here and there. Um, But I think that it makes the story flow better. The other thing that I did add to it, which I think in looking at three generations where you're, I mean, the first book, we're going over 20 years, right? So there's Mm. 1960s to the 1950s, a lot of things have changed in the world you know music has 
changed. Cars have changed. You know, our eating habits have changed. You know, travel, all of these things have changed. So, you know, how do you actually carve a story that depicts these changing environments, the changing of the times, the changing of personalities? So I reached out and did a lot of historical research about what was happening during those time periods so that I could incorporate those into the story. So you will know what's happening around. So there could be a meteorite uh, explosion, the biggest one in the world, or there music that is changing that there is some sort of you know maybe it's a a haircut you know yeah. or something but you know there's that's always been a problem when yeah. when i think that you're running a story over multiple decades yeah and what was it that made you want to write this book it's kind of interesting because when i was in college in english i actually kind of started out to be a photojournalist yeah. um and photography was my first uh passion or still still is <laughs> but um yeah. you know uh but i started in english classes you know and we would do these warm-ups and you know write what you know write what you know and I already had a lead on this story at the very beginning and I had two professors come up to me and say you need to quit school just drop out of school and go write this and I was in my 20s and I was like yeah I think you're just blowing smoke up my skirt (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) you know you just don't want me in your class because I'm a bad speller you know um you know something like that but um but i always had that story and then i i I said well this is i'm going to pick it up now and it was it was kind of interesting because uh as i started to pick it up and i was like two months or three months into it a friend of mine in la who's also a writer she called me and she goes hey you remember that that uh story you had in college one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you mind if I pick it up? And I said, oh my God, how interesting because I've already started it. So, oh. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, you know, I guess it was just time. The other mm. thing about that that I think is it, it's kind of interesting, at least for me, that if I would have started it in those early days, I don't think I under, would have understood the human complexity of mm. it because there are so many layers. And having lived a lot longer than, you know, starting out in, college, I have personally experienced some of these layers. And so then it was, I think I would have missed those layers. And so I'm really happy that I did, didn't just run off and do it. Mm. I'm glad that I, that it happened when it's happening because it's much more interesting and such, has so much more depth, I think. Yeah. And what was their argument for you leaving school to write the book? Because why would you have to leave school to write the book? Can't you still do both? Yeah, yeah. I think I do a lot of things right now. I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of, you know, my my life, my what I've always been dabbling in multiple things. You know, yeah. I'm also, um, um, you know, I'm a published photographer. I'm Ooh. also um, an oil painter who, Ooh. you know, has run multiple series. I've also worked in technology. So I've written yeah. like the technical communication. Um, so I have my foot in a number of things that I enjoy doing yeah. all of those but um, hmm. yeah which one of them would you say you enjoy the most well I think it depends what time of day it is you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know or what, what I'm actually um, I, I think at the moment I'm really enjoying writing because it's hmm. a challenge and so whatever that challenge is but I will say that hmm. between the writing kind of things I will need to actually take a mental break and go mm. do something else for like a week or so and so then I'll paint you know or I will do photography or yeah. uh, something like that I think that we need that balance or like you know if we're so immersed with it sometimes we have to back away mm. to see it and so having multiple interests I think allow us to just kind of take those breaks I yeah. know when I get stuck in writing even if I get up and let's say sweep the floor or do the dishes <laughs> you know it's just like you know it just gives you that little room to just yeah. kind of let your brain kind of settle mm. a little bit yeah I suppose there's certainly a lot in this book Perpetual Gloom isn't there how long did it take you from start to finish to write from the day that I decided to write it and the day that it was published was six years wow <laughs> <laughs> which is a lot yes. um, because the the next will not obviously take that long because yeah. there was just so much, you know, there were periods that time period, obviously I haven't lived in that time period. So there was a lot to get to know about that.
that. And mm. there was, so there was a lot of research. This family also has a lot of legal um, material to go through. So there yeah. were court transcriptions, for example, to go through. There were a lot of other things, you know, in that vein that had to go through. They also moved around the country a lot through the yeah. South, you know. So each of those regions have different things. They were in, they were themselves involved in a lot of different things um, and historical events. So that's, I mean, I have volumes and volumes of research yeah. um, that I did. And actually, I was going to start out and just do one book, period. Mm. Um, and then there became so much material there that it actually then kind of split off into a trilogy. Yeah. And how are the next two books coming along will they be out soon yeah um i'm targeting the second book um mm. which is um you know uh you know which is coming up which really kind of takes us really deep into mexico a lot mm. and i would say that i'm a third of the way through or a little more yeah. than a third of the way through and i'm hoping to have that um publish my goal is to publish by september so Ooh. it's a, it's a lot of work yeah. <laughs> this book is 300 and i think five yeah. pages or something the next book will probably be 400 and something so it's a little larger mm. um with more um content in it and then mm. i have to deal with also a, a spanish you know so there's another language involved and another set of you know historical researches for that that yeah. time september isn't very far away at all <laughs> tell me about it <laughs> do you know where you're gonna go with the third book yet as well i do yeah yeah i do um so we 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 look at we look at the main character in here who is monroe yeah. Um, and we we kind of he gets married in this mm -hmm. in the last part of the first book. And we find him kind of going through his trying to adjust. I mean, this is a guy who stole his father's horses mm -hmm. and and in in uh, the south in Texas and was was riding the horse, his horse with his brother across to the California, uh, which is thousands of miles. Um, yeah. And so, you know, this was um, so he's a, he's an explorer, you know, constantly an explorer. Um, and then he's married to this, you know, religious zealot, if you will. Um, and so tries to honker down to what a normal life kind of looks like. And he's he's he definitely has a difficult time doing that. Um, and she is pretty animate about that. She wants the matching, matching washer and dryer, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, he's constantly looking for another way to get without destroying his family. Um, so that's where we and that's that is, you know, kind of that start of the second book. And then he has this he meets up with this person then who has a good financial opportunity for him. And he then explores it, then comes back and basically says to his wife that, you know, Mexico, the streets are paved with silver yeah. and, you know, and then the whole thing kind of takes off with yeah. that. And 
The children, uh, coincidentally, are left stranded there also mm. on their own. And they're quite young. So they kind of for several years are on their own. So um, and kind of going in and out of the cartel kind of things that's it's flushing out around them. Yeah. And so they see some things that most children will not see, but I hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find the book Perpetual Gloom everywhere? It's on Amazon's um, and Barnes and Noble. Apple has it and it's in uh, paperback. It's also in ebook and audio book. So, you know, pick yeah. whichever one you would like. And um, it's fast paced. I will say that. It's, yeah. And it's, it's um, a pretty gritty in places. So, you know, be prepared for that. People's yeah. lives were very different during different time periods. So, I don't uh, shy away from that at all. That is what it is. Yeah. And you mentioned the audiobook, and we're going to have J.R. Santana on the show very soon to talk about the audiobook and the yeah. screenplay. So in the meantime, thank you very much to you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. it it's been wonderful. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribben Show.